You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th, hosted by Kevin Hart. The seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. (laughs) Actually, uh, Gigi walked up to me right before... Uh, said you got time for one shot fake, and it's exactly what happened. You know, I caught the ball, uh, saw Gordon flying in, so I shot faked, and then just got the ball up. And uh, I think I was able to get up to the rim, and be able to make it. Did you know it was? Did you know it was on time when you let it go? I thought so. I was about 90% sure, but you know, there's always that little bit of doubt. So um, I was a little nervous, but at the same time, uh, you know, I just tried to get it up as quick as possible, and I was able to get it off in time. It's been a while, but all you did. After the make was just a little fist pump. No I, I just, came out of you. I just wanted it? to make sure it was good. <laughs> That's really all I wanted to know. So, um, but no, I mean, it was, uh, it was a great thing. And, you know, Marks made a heck of a pass. You know, he put it right on the money and made my job easy. Celtics wake up on the last play of the game. They went 85 to 84. We're going to try not to sleep through this episode. This is the Garden Report. Why don't we? CLNS Radio and Celtics blog powered by Lynda.com and Peak Organic Brewing. I am Jared Weiss. We've got Julian Edlow from CLNS Radio and WEEI.com. Jimmy Toscano from CSNNE.com, Metro Boston, Celtics blog, his mother's Man womb. of many talents. <laughs> He's been, it's been a lot of places in his time. Uh, tonight, uh, we were all writing our game stories about how this was an absolute stinker, yet a relatively close finish. And then, holy crap, the game went absolutely crazy in the last minute. We're going to break yeah. it down. We're going to take a look at those last two plays. It's always fun when you have two thrilling inbounds plays to finish off a game where they both went in, and it's like the narrative changed constantly. So let's talk about that. Let's start with Gordon Hayward's play, and then we'll work it our way to Tyler Zeller's play. If you don't know what happened, Tyler Zeller hit a buzzer beater to win this game. You That's should know what happened by you now. You probably should know by now because this the is the next morning. Brought- so first let's talk about the Hayward inbounds play. Now, both also for both inbounds plays, the original play had to be canceled and call a timeout. Now, the Jazz get back out there. They're able to reset. They run a play where Gobert catches the ball, sets, I mean, yes. he didn't really set a screen, but him but himself he, not moving is a gigantic screen, basically. It's like two Kendrick Perkins standing next to each other right. with their elbows out. He does the dribble handoff for Gordon Hayward, who gets himself in a nice, solid kind of one-on-one position on the elbow. Hayward makes a great move, finds himself a little bit of a driving lane, knows he's not going to be able to finish, so he stops short, pulls up for the J. Quite the description. Beautiful. (laughs) Or you could just watch the replay. I'm going to describe it for you. Jimmy. No, it was... Right before... Right... uh, Just after that moment, before the last play, what was going through your mind? During that play that you just described? After they scored, what was happening? Oh, well, I just want to say it was a great play by Hayward, and it was was good defense by the Celtics, too. I mean, Zeller was right there. I mean, it it wasn't like... I mean, he... It was just a good shot. I mean, he, yeah. got, he got enough space. He got the shot off. What was going through my mind? 
after that, I said, oh, wow, bulldog on bulldog crime right there. Hayward's just giving it back to his, his old coach at Butler. Um, that was a – I mean, there's 1.7 seconds on the clock. I wasn't thinking that this game is over by any means because, you obviously, with the way the NBA works, you get the ball in a position on the sidelines where you can easily score with 1.7 seconds left. So I was interested to see what Stevens had up his sleeve. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a great play by Utah. You know, they got the switch where Zeller wound up on Hayward, so he wound up not going all the way to the rim. Got a nice mid-range jumper. It was a great look. It went down, mm -hmm. and, uh, you know, then Zeller made up for it clearly on the other end. It was a, a great pass by Marcus Smart. You know, Jay Crowder was originally the first option, they said, in the locker room, and as you mentioned, they called timeout, go back to the drawing board, and Stevens drew up a good play. I just thought it was... A good, uh, good presence of mind by Zeller to know, you know, he didn't use too little time, he didn't try and rush it, and obviously he didn't hold on to the ball too long. He, you know, timed that move just right to to get the game winner. So well done. It was perfectly it, done. They were it worked out well for them that they had just the right amount of time to comfortably get off a shot, make a basketball yep. move, and get off a shot, but still have the buzzer expire while the ball's in the air. Now I want to talk about Marcus Smart's pass first, because. He, had, he was go so Marcus Smart's about six two, six three or so. Rudy Gobert has a standing reach of almost ten feet, <laughs> so it's like it's literally like throwing the ball over the rim. And Smart just nailed the pass. wasn't distracted by Gobert's movement. wasn't distracted by his long arms. And he got it just over Hood, but it wasn't so high that Zeller had to really leave his feet and kind of lose control of where he was. It was just the level, the trajectory, everything about it was perfect. It was a great pass, and Zeller caught it in stride going to the hoop. The one hand had enough time. It was, like you said, it was perfectly placed where you could come down with it in one motion and sort of make that that little sort of hesitation move that he was purposely done. Uh, it sounded like Brad thought that, that Zeller lost control of the ball under the hoop, but I watched the replay a couple times. It didn't look to me like he lost control of it. It looked like that was a calculated decision to, to, to do what he did, and he put it up, and it was just it was perfect pass, and it was a perfect, perfect play by Zeller to put it up when he did. Yeah, can't. Can't overstate the pass by Smart going over somebody so much bigger than him. Mm -hmm. And like Jimmy said, for Zeller, you know, it had to be in that spot if Zeller was going to catch it in stride and then be able to make a move in those 1.7 seconds and score. And to know. See, sorry, just keep going. I'm a, I'm a jerk. <laughs> you'll, see, you'll see a lot of times the players just kind of rush that. Zeller could have gotten it and tried to go right up with it and probably would have gotten blocked. It probably would have been a sloppy look. You know, 1.7 seconds isn't much time, but you can do something with that time, and Tyler Zeller made the most of 1.7. I was just going to say, Zeller obviously knew that with Gobert on the inbounds that he was the biggest guy down low at that moment, and, and he took advantage of it, and the way he, he went around the rim, and the farther away, he used the rim sort of as a defender. And Gobert actually oh, got came, to the rim. Yeah, he got there quick. He got there quick, but not quick enough. Just, it was like... He got there I mean? and got his hands up kind of when the ball was just getting over the rim, yeah. so... So... Gobert was defending the inbounds pass. Yes, and somehow got to the in like in a second, second was seconds. able to do it. It's incredible. <laughs> he just um, turned around and, reached and just went like that. It took him hit. about three or four strides. Yeah. But, I mean, it was unbelievable to run Maybe. about like 35 feet or so. What was so great about it was that um, when he got to the point where he was about to take off, Gordon Hayward was kind of in his way, and it looked like if Hayward wasn't in his way, he could have kept going at full steam. Mm. Could have blocked that shot. There was a legit, if you really look at the replay, they there was a legit chance. They should have just taken all the chance defenders off the floor and just let Gobert play it straight up by himself. I then mean, maybe I, they would have had a better shot. Like one on three, Rudy Gobert to stop, <laughs> stop a game-winning shot. I, I'd put my money on Gobert probably. 
But nonetheless, I want to talk about lastly here. Steven's great job drawing up this play. What I really love, and Gordon Hayward pointed this out, this is what it looked like when we saw it, was that Stevens knew that the Jazz were going to switch if there were any sort of pick and rolls there. And we saw that Zeller set a down screen through it. I think it was Crowder that was curling up. Favors switched off of Zeller and followed the guy curling up over the key. That allowed Zeller to roll down on Rodney Hood. Rodney Hood is about like, seven inches shorter or so than him. So Rodney Hood didn't stand a chance trying to catch the ball over Zeller. And it was just so it was so great to see Stevens who really hasn't had a ton of opportunities to really execute great late game plays. They don't get a lot of these kind of chances, you know, inbounds plays to try to win the game. And to see Stevens come up with such a good play and to see them execute it so perfectly. And it wasn't even that complicated of a play. It was really kind of like a one action kind of play. It was it was really great to see the Celtics at this point are already ready to make these kind of plays, especially with the playoffs very much in the picture, Julian. Yeah, it's uh, it's a good learning point for the whole team. Stevens needs to coach in as many situations like this as possible, and the team needs to gain the experience. That's what rebuilding years are about. You want to see the team tested in different situations, and they've seemed to have a lot of tests this year, and they've done better than we expected with them because they're almost in the eight seed at the moment. So, you know, we all knew that Stevens, that he was this kind of coach, that this is what he's here to do draw up plays in these types of situations this is the type of thing that he's good at mm -hmm. and he proved that tonight uh, the the whole team had nothing but good things to say about Stevens calling a play getting the timeout audibling it you know this is this is one of Stevens strong suits and he showed why tonight yeah it's, that's what Jay Crowder said after the game he's because he was I think the first player or he immediately ran over to Stevens yep. after the after the shot and somebody asked him somebody asked Crowder what he said to Stevens and he just said he told him like wow what a great play you called and he, and he um, was saying how it was just a completely different play than the one before that because the one before that they had to call a timeout for so he was just very impressed by by the play call that Stevens made and I think the players really do believe in in what Stevens you know his knowledge of the game and the play they really kind of buy into everything he's preaching out there. You gotta wonder was the first play they had even the bad play because they knew they were gonna get ice there. They knew they were gonna pull it off. They had to call a timeout, so maybe they, they saved the good play for yeah, the, they for the second one. All right, so we're gonna cut it short because there's a guy waving his hands behind the camera right now to get us to stop doing the show. That's our producer Kyle George. His Twitter handle is at Caillou, and then Kyle's camera is his Instagram. Is that right? Um, follow him on Instagram. Follow him on Twitter. Today is his 21st birthday. We're going to get him out of here and get some drinks into him. Woo! I'm going to go to bed, actually, now because I got work Maybe some peak organic yeah. beers for Kyle. Oh, some peak organic beer. I like that. We're going we're, <laughs> we're to peak organic those brewing for the four kegs tonight. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, I know the show comes comes on at 8 a.m. On, uh, on your Celtics blog and seal on its radio. Uh, I think it usually comes up around 5 a.m. on YouTube. But pop yourself a peak organic brewery uh, beer yeah. there and enjoy a beer in the morning. Maybe have it in your cereal. <laughs> maybe, maybe Kyle wakes up with a bit of a hangover more than... We will. Tomorrow. But he'll go to lynda.com and learn how to get rid of that hangover, though. <laughs> I, do, nice. I, do, I do actually quickly nice. got to say before we sign off here, I was watching a video uh, earlier this evening looking into some new cameras, and it turned, and I was like, wow, this video is really good. It turned out it was a lynda.com video. Duh. So, yeah, and I found obviously, it on YouTube. Obviously. So, I mean, lynda.com really is legit. Uh, so, that's our shout out to our sponsors. Shout out to Julian and Jimmy for joining me on another wonderful episode of The Garden Report. And, after uh, a win, what that, a treat. After a win, another for win. For Kyle. Uh, just really quick shout, shout out to out. Kyle not going to jail tonight. There's no boxing ball tonight, so we got to get out of here. But Isaiah Thomas, another 20-point game. Uh, he's, 19 he's in the second half. Unbelievable. Yeah. So he's had, I think, six or seven games. He's had 20-plus points now for this team. So he really is changing things here. 
and there's a lot more to talk about there, but we are not going to get to it because we want to get out of here. So, Garden Report, peace out. Uh, man, it was, it was tough, you know. Uh, they, they put a taller defender on the ball, and, uh, you know, I had to pass fake the ball to get him uh, leaning one way. And uh, Tyler did a great job sealing his man off, and I just put it at the, uh, the back of the backboard. Yeah, I did. This is a good play. I did a good audible because we had drew up something way different, and we had to come up with another play uh, as soon as possible. So that was a good play. I just thought him good. Good job. Is Brad Stevens the real MVP? Oh, for sure. Damn TZ. So uh, that's, why, that's why I ran up to him and told him I like, a heck of a play. <laughs>